From DS Media Studios in Tema, Ghana, this is Two Peswas. Two Peswas is a weekly podcast where we cover a range of topics, from buzzing media headlines to music to highlights from the week. Each episode is co-hosted by myself, Peaches, and Eddie. Hello, 2P fam. Welcome to episode 18. Hello. I hope everyone's doing wonderfully well this fine Tuesday. Yeah. And uh, I guess let's just start, right? Yeah, it's not much All to right. say. How are you, Eddie? I'm feeling tired. Mm-hmm. I've got so many things going on. I'm, I'm pretty exhausted, so I'll try and keep my voice lively and all that. I know. Okay, great. <laughs> okay. All right, I'm going to try and fumble through my in the news here. I think I'm a serious journalist sometimes, <laughs> and I'm really not. So. Right. Okay. Oh, wait, actually. So, yeah, okay, yeah. yeah, so let me right. go first. Okay. So, a Louisiana teenager um, put a noose around a black student. So, yeah, this go. is America, obviously. And, I mean, given the history of lynching and right. hanging, Especially you think, being in the deep south as they are. You know, you think that the person would know better. Now, what was the reason for this? The guy, the boy, the white boy, said he wanted to see how many times he could put the noose around black boy's neck to get photos. So then, then again, this is about yeah, people doing so much just to get attention. Mm-hmm. And for me, a practical joke is more like, ah, you have you have some coke in a can and I pour it out and I put some salt water mm. in and ha, 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 we all laugh about it. But then it seems as though that the right and, and the ordinary people in court have become pretty brazen with their racist agenda. Oh, yes, it's Trump era, especially Trump exactly. times now, so es- yes. anything goes. Yeah, especially hmm. since Trump won. And for me, I wonder a lot. I wonder about my mates, my friends who who are raising black kids in the U.S. Like, How are they constantly? Yeah, are they constantly anxious about what might happen, mm-hmm. or do they try just live a lot a normal life and then just stay extra vigilant? And we've all heard about the, the permit party, uh, the, yeah. and the <laughs> barbecue, Becky, barbecue, barbecue Becky. Becky. We've heard about folks getting shot and all those kind of things. So then I found an article, and the writer made a very interesting statement I thought I'd, I'd share with you. He said that whenever there was an incident of a racist nature in a predominantly black neighborhood, the conversation, the conversation was always around or oh, something in the neighborhood not being, not being right. But then when it, was, when it happened in a predominantly white neighborhood, then it was about, yeah, it's just a one-off event. Oh, yeah, the kids. It's just the kids, you know. They don't know better exactly. kind of thing. And then the writer goes on further to, to say that when kids, when black kids are raised in a predominantly white neighborhood, you're actually doing more harm to the kids. Mm. And um, he said when he, when he was growing up, he lived in a, in a predominantly white neighborhood as well. And he can count the number of times that he got stopped. He basically had to justify him being there. He had to right. justify himself as, 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 a, as a black person. And so it becomes sort of a struggle between living in a, in a white neighborhood where you're like you're, you're very likely to be stopped. If you're not lucky, you might get shot versus being in a predominantly black neighborhood where, well, you, you would think that you, you, may, you won't be treated differently mm-hmm. because you all look the same. I mean, in theory, that's fine. But we know that in practice, it's, it's, not, it's not really the case. Right. We, people, we are still segregating within ourselves. But then back to the issue. The, the, the author or the writer make the point that, uh, like I said, blacks being raised predom- in predominantly white neighborhoods is harmful to the child. And this sentiment uh, is, is echoed by uh, 
psychotherapists, by educators, by social workers in the article that I read. And they say that the white spaces, they don't nurture the identity of, of blackness. They don't create a safe space for black children. And black kids don't feel affirmed when they are in a predominantly white neighborhood. Mm -hmm. So it's sort of like you're trying, the reason people do this is because they're trying to shield their kids right, from... Right, give them a better, better opportunity exactly. in life and Exactly. But then at the same point, it sort of, sort of alludes to the fact that, oh, okay, the fact that you're in a predominantly white neighborhood means automatically that it's it's sort of better. Mm -hmm. And that's that's something that is, is definitely... Disprove it. right. Exactly. And there was even an Ohio State study that said kids, black kids, feel less safe in, in predominantly white neighborhoods. Mm. So, um, and like I said, um, the reason for, for, this kind of, for these kind of moves is that the parents feel, yeah, they're, they're, they're saving their children from racial injustices. But at the end of the day, you're living in your little bubble neighborhood predominantly white. Once you go out into the real world, it's still, you're, still, mm -hmm. you're still faced with racial injustices. Right, right. You know, and I feel as a black person raising black kids, it's, it's, a, it's a tough world out there. Isn't it it? it has to be, especially in these times. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I'd, I'd really like to hear some opinions on this. Those of you raising your kids in, in, in black America or in, in America. Mm. Like, how do you deal with these things? Right. It's something that I really thought about. I don't know what the motive is for wanting to raise your kids in a predominantly white area. But I'd like to know what, like, what, what, what goes into that thought, you know? Now, from, like, I, anecdotally speaking, mm. having met quite a few people, mm. you know, and I guess even when we weren't in Ghana, yeah. all the, usually the spaces we find ourselves in, like mm. my family, because, you know, of my dad's social status, right. at least being able to afford to live somewhere nice, usually you don't get to, and there are not that many black people around, right, right? right? Now, from what I can tell, black kids raised in white neighborhoods come in two flavors. Right. Either they come in the, I don't see colors, and there's racism doesn't exist, Absolutely, and yeah. nobody's been racist towards mm. me, and they just cannot, they have no, you know, no social awareness of racism. Exactly. Or they grow up angry because they've been, their blackness has been thrown in their face literally every, every time, yeah. every waking mm. hour. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And none of those scenarios are particularly helpful yep. or or productive you mm. don't want your black child to not understand their own blackness or when yes. confronted with it hate it because you're walking around with your white friends because mm -hmm. that has happened mm. where you become the to as the they say token, the token yes. black person yes, 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 and they'll yes. be like oh no you're different i'm not when i talk about i hate these blacks mm, and stuff mm. it's like oh no 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 i don't mean you yeah, i don't that's even racist. see you as a black person see, really? and that's wrong and that's... then you be in there and you think that's that's what complimentary it really it's not isn't. it's not it's and you grow up and you get out into the real world you end up in university with act with other black people and Bingo. they really Bingo. cannot take you because you're, you're not aware yeah it's, it's totally skewed. nonsensical yeah, it's it really is exactly. and so you end up whether early in life or later in life, being isolated with, with major identity issues, you know. Mm -hmm. But I feel like it's about how you're... If your how parents you're sit you down and always remind you, hey, look, just because you hang out with Todd, mm. Samantha and <laughs> Becky, you know, you have to understand this is not the where way the you world, come yes, from. Yes, who, yes. You know, what, what's really going on, mm. what the basis that... Even if your friends like you or whatever or pretend to like you or whatever it is, 
what do their grandparents say when you come over? Or what you can't just live in denial, you know, unfortunately. Yeah, in bubble, yeah. Because it's sad. It's it's really it's discomforting to know that your color is a thing, an issue. Like you can't just be yourself. Absolutely. But pretending it's not there also never helps. That that's you know. Hmm. And the, at the at the end of the article, the guy said something which was so profound. He ended up saying that oh, he's unwanted in every space. You and see, that, you know, it's you yeah, because you you're not black enough for your black people, people and, not, and yeah. you're not white either. So, so it's, it's like it's, okay, where do I now belong? I, and that is a that is a you know. I don't know. I I, I I baffle. Like how do you how do you guys deal with it? I really want to know. Like what do you do? What do you do? But I felt a little bit of that too. At least coming to mm. Ghana, I was I'm never Ghanaian enough. Mm, I'm always an Obroni in Ghana, Never. and then I'm, I'm a black person. person in the, yeah, yeah. So, so it's like I'm not. Struggle. I know I'm not. I'm like I'm not. Obr- I used to get so mad. I was like, "Don't you call can me." Imagine, that. yeah, yeah. That's that's, that's because now if you are dissociating from me here, that that's that. There's nowhere else for me to yeah. belong. That you begin to you think know? about. Okay, so yeah, like you said, where do I belong? Where do yeah. I really belong? Because nobody, nobody wants to claim me, me fully. <laughs> so I'm just like, right. Well, I'll just exist in this own little. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. please, whether you accept me or not, me, I'm from Ghana. Can't sack me. That's it. That's all. <laughs> yeah, so that that was my in the news, like it's sort of like That's a race to stay I mean, alive. This topic sort of. alone could be like a two-hour conversation. Absolutely, I had know? to condense it because there was so there's so much to talk about, mm-hmm. but it's it's you've got to. And it know. never becomes any less pressing. No, or per- no. it's always right there. It's, it's hmm. unbelievable. The black man has suffered, man. <laughs> and continues to. Why? Right, Why so evils? Yeah. Why evils? <laughs> Shout out to Vic O. <laughs> Okay, so that was my in All the right. news. Um, right. So changing changing lanes again, yeah. somewhat. Um, mm-hmm. My in the news takes us to back where well back in Africa, mm-hmm. and there has been a recent stir caused by a headline that I've been seeing going around mm-hmm. that stated that China was set to take over Zambia's international yes. airport, the Kenneth mm-hmm. Kaunda Airport, due to the nation being in default of its loan repayment mm-hmm. obligations. Now, obviously, Zambia, it's Zambia today. It could be Ghana tomorrow. Tomorrow, So that's why I've been paying keen interest, you know, to this topic. And so uh, I wanted to talk about that today. So the main source of this article, this this information seems to be um, Africa Confidential uh, magazine. It's kind of like a Newsweek Mm. style thing. Right. So Africa Confidential stated that the Zambian president signed a hush-hush agreement first mm. to have China take over Zesco, which is its um, electricity provider, okay. right? So that was the first thing. And and uh, so they are almost in default of their debt, loan debt that they have to mm-hmm. China. So they now started signing agreements, and right. he did that backdoor. He, did, he didn't let anyone know about it. He just, Shady. you know, yeah, for them to take it over. Now, this comes after reports that suggest that China has already taken over operation of ZNBC, which is their national broadcasting service as well. So, first came the ZNBC, then that wasn't enough, so they handed over Zesco. Then now they're talking about handing over the airport as well. So, this is not... The airport is even the most recent issue that that, we're hearing about. But it's an ongoing thing, and they've already given up some of their national assets Mm. as collateral, I guess, because they're defaulting or about to default. Yikes. So, apparently, there's um, an... An account by uh, unverified, I must say. I mm. couldn't find too much information because, and this is what it is, 
because ZNBC is allegedly to have been ta- alleged to have been taken over by China already, mm-hmm. they are censoring the reports that come out come of there. T- oh. So there's a um, apparently a Zambian journalist who was writing about who wrote or made a report about the issue, mm-hmm. and he got first of all they wouldn't allow him to publish his article. They or read it on. It couldn't. It wasn't allowed to go on the news. Mm. So it ended up on the ZNBC website, right. and then it got taken down from there as well. And then he got fired. Oh. So wow. part of the reason why it's been hard to find conclusive information about this issue is because oh, they're gosh. already censoring. Mm. You know the output from Zambia in terms of what's actually going on. Right. So. But then a number of other, you know, journalists and news outlets ha- do all seem to com- say the same thing. Okay. So I think, you know, where there's smoke, there's, there's fire. fire yeah. You know what I mean? Mm. So then the Zambian ambassador to South Africa appeared on South African National News, mm-hmm. SABC, refuting all the claims oh, of the takeover. Of He's like, there is do. no takeover. Oh, the course. airport hasn't been taken over. Mm-hmm. ZNBC hasn't been taken over. Zesco hasn't mm-hmm. been taken over. Mm. And he was like, there is no predatory arrangement between the two nations. Mm-hmm. And in fact, you know, their relationship with China started way before China oh, became the superpower I'm it is sure, today. I'm sure. And in fact, it's been so beneficial. So it came to reel off all these stats that mm. at that time, Zambia being landlocked, they had to airlift their petroleum products into the country. Oh, they had to air export their bauxite or whatever it was and you're like that was causing huge amounts of money mm. blah 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 so the chinese came in and they built the tanzania zambia railway okay and also a tanzania zambia gas pipeline that you know really facilitated import export and reduced the cost immensely blasey blasey blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and so for him it's been a fruitful arrangement of course and he's got China, some money zambia is not mm. in debt so <laughs> you know the yeah exactly <laughs> the the newscaster was just sitting there listening mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and he's like well so if you say you're not in you know financial crisis why are you going to the IMF because okay. that one we know for Good sure mm-hmm. that Zambia has appealed to the IMF you know for a loan and he's like oh everybody <laughs> needs the IMF really he's okay, like oh we're man. just trying to be financially responsible mm-hmm. so we're just going to them so that they come and help us you know, be fiscally sound and everything. And he's like, mm, you go for a loan of I'm... how many billion or whatever. And he's like, oh, but the IMF don't even give you that much money in loans anyway. <laughs> so I was like, I seriously, seriously. I he just know. breezed through everything. And to me, he wasn't particularly convincing mm, and not to the newscaster mm. either. He's like, sir, you know. But um, so, yeah, that... Um, Africa Confidential article went on to say that the Chinese strategy appears to be to encourage indebtedness in nations and then take take over strategic national assets when the countries inevitably default. Absolutely. And the long-term outcome for these countries is a loss of national sovereignty. And at present, there are apparently 23 countries, African countries, in debt distress due to Sino-African loans, mm, mm. including Mozambique, South Sudan, Chad, Eritrea. 
so far Ghana is not on that list but honestly the recolonization of Africa you have to wonder mm. all these two billion for that and they are also their position has always been these are not loans mm. that's what the Ghanaian government will also say mm. that they China is not loaning us money this is bilateral trade yeah but and <laughs> what are we giving you see the thing is that like, it's all good they're, they're, they are they want to come build your roads and blah blah but then what are we giving them there but is giving no them a very you know China is not Santa Claus exactly they're not doing they, these why would they give free? you two billion dollars just because they want to see you flourish are you mad? that's not how it works no absolutely not they are trying to secure their position as a superpower and they know that they'll need more and more resources yep. They'll need they'll need petroleum. They'll need the bauxite. They'll need, the, and then they're going, going to, to be fighting with America and Absolutely. with the entire Europe EU for Absolutely. it. That's exactly so what's going to happen. They're trying to secure their foothold here because that's where really that's where all you know Africa is a cornucopia of the world. We don't respect it ourselves, but other people see the value in Africa Absolutely. before we ever do. And they're coming so to they're trying to us. strategically position themselves and everything. And we are just like, oh, but they're giving, they're, we're going to build a road, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm, it's fine. Mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. you know, we need to think of the long-term effects. That Kotokan new terminal, keep, people keep getting all hyped about. Right. The next thing you see, they'll be, it'll be in Chinese. So they Chinese, said they yeah. even built, the Kenneth Kaunda Airport, mm-hmm. the signage mm-hmm. is in Chinese large lettering, yep. and the English is like small underneath. Yep. It's, it's like, showing their power. The yeah, yeah, yeah. Because really, the the, again, mm-hmm. part of that strategy is even when they give you the loan, mm-hmm. you have to hire their contractors. So it's like, I give you enough money so mm-hmm. that you can hire me mm-hmm. to come and do something for mm-hmm. you. And then after you're done, you have to pay me again because you owe me now. Wow. So it's like, it's not just, it's like a very, it's not even that complex to see mm-hmm. how they're going mm-hmm. about it. So we need to be we need to There's be very like careful. Free money, no, no, absolutely not. Basically, and we need to be hyper aware of this because the they're way things come are take going, everything from from us before we actually realize. That, oh wow, oops. this is what happened. And then those words are going to be like five years down the line. Those words are going to be like probably run down, and then like, oh, we really didn't get anything hmm. for what we gave them. You know, so it's absolutely upset. So anyway, that's my in the news um, this week. <laughs> the Chinese are coming. They're here. Oh, they're here. Yeah, they're already here. They're, they're already here. here. And this time, it wasn't by force, like, with the former colonizers. This one was voluntary colonization. Like, we, we can't just allow it you to happen like that. Mm. I mean, we need to protect our sovereignty Absolutely. As well. Absolutely. So then we're on to song of the week, or songs of the week, as, it, as, it, as it's become now. I isn't know. It? I mean, one song is <laughs> it's way not in enough. the past. That's no. some episode two stuff. <laughs> we we go. <laughs> we're way beyond Today that. Today I almost considered doing four. Songs. Oh I'm like, God. oh why? Come on, please allow it. Let three be the maximum. <laughs> so the first thing I have for you is a song called "Into the Jungle." And it's by an artist called Shekinah. Huh. She's South African. Yes. And I had... Yeah. I'm actually going to... I was going to talk about... I'll still talk about her next week. Okay. There's a song of hers that I really, really like. Right. Okay. She's actually awesome. She's brilliant. She's so dope. So the story behind this actually is I was watching CNN and they were doing a 30 under 30 African mm. something inflation. And I saw her and I said, oh, you know what? I've never heard of her. Let me go check out her music. So I went and checked out her. I think it was her first album called Rose Gold. And I loved it. Hmm. She's brilliant. Mm. She's amazing. Mm. And the song Into the Jungle is also very, very, very good. 
So if you can't check that out, she was on Idol South Africa season seven and eight. She didn't win in either season, but she's made a pretty big. Concert. Oh yeah, so she, and she, she, I think at first she has a song with Mr. Easy. Yes, I heard mm-hmm. that one as well. Yes, and that's yes. what set me on the path. Right, and I was like, right, girl, right. girl, girl. She, she's, she's amazing. Yes. No, she's just, she's really really good. So the song is "Into the Jungle" by Shekinah. Check that out. My second song is a song called Just Like You from Christopher Martin. He's a reggae artist. Ooh, that's my, mm, that's oh, you, my boo, oh, really? And I guess most of you... <laughs> I guess most of you know this artist from that. He's on Cheetah's Oh. Okay. That one, yeah. So most of, I guess most of you know that one. But I really like Just Like You. He talks about his father, how much he really loves his father. And he... Basically, it's a song acknowledging good dads at uh, all the good dads out there. So check out Christopher Martin, just like you. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant song. And the third song I have for you is from Shei Shei. I love okay. Shei Shei. Yeah. She's just my, one of my favorites. <laughs> I have to mention it every once in a while. And the song is called Yolo Yolo. So this song has got sort of a samba vibey, Afrobeat vibey kind of happy song about it. Also very good. Go check that out. The three songs, Into the Jungle by Shekinah, Just Like You by Christopher Martin, and Yolo Yolo by Shishin. Okay, lovely, <laughs> lovely. Okay. So I'm still doing my weird themed songs thing. So this week I decided to do my kind of gospel. That's the oh, theme this week. I know, yeah. Love it. So most people think I'm a heathen. I'm really not. I just don't necessarily believe in organized religions. Mm. So I say I'm spiritual. Mm. I'm not religious. Mm. So, okay. But I do love me some gospel because mm-hmm. I feel the spirit from Absolutely. that music. Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> and because it's me, these are songs that are sort of unexpected right. gospel. Okay. So the first one is by an artist that most people know, Mali Music. Yeah, right. mm-hmm. You know, he's actually probably one of the most well-known, I would say, contemporary yes. gospel singers. And to be honest, what's interesting about him is a lot of his music is not necessarily overtly religious mm-hmm. per se. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, I suppose, uplifting and the themes are always positive. Okay. And actually, he's had some flack mm. before for... Um, Having made, you know, contemporary music, yes, song. Yes, yes, he has a song with Janae Aiko called, oh. um, what is it, Contradiction. Beautiful, for one thing. Check that out. But that's not even the song we're going to talk about today. And then, of course, other people know him from his song, Beautiful. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Please. Beautiful. You need to listen to that if you haven't. But the song of his that I want to talk about today, it's called Ready Aim. And again, it's it's a it's a, I would it is a gospel song, but you wouldn't be able to necessarily tell unless you listen to it for a while. It's got this really interesting. It's it's a bit of it's got a bit of rock guitar synths over hip hopish beats, um, and his voice is incredible. Molly yes, yes, voice yes, is just insane. So check that out. Ready aim by Molly Music. That's the first song. It came out in 2013. Yeah. Uh, the second gospel song I have today is actually by Stormzy. <laughs> so, right. like I said, mm-hmm. my kind of gospel. So, so, um, if you don't know, Stormzy is a grime artist, a UK, UK. hip hop grime artist, who is actually a GH boy. Start out Stormzy, Murky hey, in the house. Yes. Um, real name is Michael Omari, and um, he's, you know, his debut album 
what's it called sign gang signs and prayers came out last year did incredibly well in fact it's an amazing album it's not it's nothing like what i thought it would be and case in point you're listening halfway through there's all this like hey want to get that and then everything slows down and then here comes this beautiful gospel song and it's called blinded by your grace and it's just it's so gorgeous to me and i think what makes it is special is that you don't see it coming Come, okay. you never you wouldn't think that he would have that you know kind of song on his album right. and it would be so moving and mm-hmm. it really is mm-hmm. and the chorus features this guy called MNEK okay. um, stylized as MNEK alphabets who is apparently British Nigerian singer okay. who incidentally about two days ago I happened upon some long conversation on Twitter involving him mm. so apparently his album came out and people didn't really support it mm. and you know they were theorizing as to whether it's because he's an openly gay black oh, man right. and some people are Could thinking well that that's mm. yes and that you know if you're gonna be gay in the in music industry you have to be white if you're black and gay that's a bit too much for people to handle and some people are like no it's just because your music isn't that good and whatever <laughs> but having listened to a few of his songs i don't think it's about the music music right. is actually great but then i watched some of his videos and he is not it's not one of these things you know how frank ocean is also you know gay but you can watch Frank Ocean videos and not get a sense of that. Yeah. Eminike is not here to reel it back for you, honey. Okay? All his dance. I mean, there's a lot of fabulous gayness happening right, in the videos. Right. And I think maybe that too much for people, people are, yeah, you know, even though it's 2018, some people still balk at that kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, which yeah. is a great shame because his music is great as well. But yeah, so my second song is Stormzy, Stormzy. Blinded by Your Grace. And the third song I have is another gospel song by an artist called Fumbi. Now he's Niger- he's from Nigeria. Yeah. I think and the song is called Alleluia. Now it says it's called Alleluia, but you watch the video and he's serving you shirtlessness, uh, six pack, and there's obviously one of them Beyonce fans blowing because the shirt is blown. I was like, hey, blow is the wind. new era gospel now. Standing in some water fountain somewhere, please. It's not your mom's gospel videos, alright? But the song is actually wonderful. It's 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 really his voice is amazing. The song is amazing. It's yeah, and um. My notes, I thought I had looked him up more. I, I want to say he was on um, one of these reality shows, but I could be lying because I didn't check that. But His name is really familiar Fully, to me. Yeah. I've heard about him from somewhere. Yes, yeah. somewhere, somewhere. Cute little thing, okay. Nice. So those are my three songs. Ready Aim by Marley Music, Blinded by Your Grace by Stormzy featuring Eminike, and Alleluia by Funbi. We've got six songs from us six. this week. Amazing. I Go hope you guys that. really look up the songs. You know? Honestly, they're all really good. Yes, all of amazing. Eddie's recommendations have changed my life. And yours honestly. as well. Like, I've listened to them, I'm like, oh, this is actually brilliant. It's yeah. a brilliant, brilliant song. You know? so. so that's that's that. Okay. So then we're on to What the F. <laughs> Today, my What the F takes place in China once again. Mm. I think two weeks ago, I had a, I had a Chinese, Chinese moment. Looks like they get it popping in China Listen. with the hot messes. Mm. <laughs> and my What the F is the ancient art of Sai Jiao. Now, so in uh, the urban Chinese woman, apparently is better educated than generations before her. So let's say this Chinese woman, at least in the article that I read, she has a Yale degree. She decides to return to China 
and of course is expected to get married. Mm -hmm. So as she's she's going she's going on a date and her mom tells her that oh pay attention to your smile and her dad tells her that oh smile like Mona Lisa you know don't don't mm, be don't be too. so out there. Mm -hmm. So the expectation is that the woman forgets what she wants and just honors her parents and gets married. Mm -hmm. And if you don't do that then you're left over, as they call it. And that's, that's the first what the F. Calling anybody a leftover, which is sort of related to food, really. Mm. I think it's, it's, just, it's just what the F. Really. Now, the second what the F in this whole, in this whole article was that um, it seems as though the highly qualified Chinese men are, are not looking for equally qualified Chinese women. They want mm. something else. And so this guy describes saying that he wants wives who are like yogurt. What? <laughs> yeah, he said they are like yogurts, like plain yogurt, so we can flavor them. Oh. Then he goes on to say that, yeah, they, they, they go for women who are low maintenance, who, a woman who doesn't have her own ideas, somebody who's easy to manage. That's the second what the F. So basically, they're looking for somebody to manipulate. The way yes, I see it, they're just looking. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But the what the Fs of all what the Fs in this, <laughs> that left me so confused was the phenomenon, or rather the ancient art of Saijiao. Now, what happens is that because you are an educated woman, in order to get a partner, you have to downplay your smarts. So when you're going on a date, you don't necessarily want to mention all these degrees. Mm -hmm. and, and this reminds me of something somebody actually told me. Somebody told me that, oh, as for women, you guys, you women, are this, you're, you're too educated. The men are afraid of that. So I said, listen, if you as a man are afraid of my degree, then you're not the kind of man yeah, I'm trying to attract. So mm, yeah, you just, just go your way with your, with, your, with your scared self. So Sai Chiao is a strategically executed temper tantrums. Temper tantrums? Yes. Okay. So this involves pouting and mewling and stomping of feet because apparently it makes the woman appear softer, and is re f f it makes it appear more like, more feminine, like more more like. I, a do you know what I think it is? It makes you seem like a toddler. You know how they think it's I so funny. I have this. I have this mm -hmm. here in my nose. That's what, for me, it, it's it like, grows me out. Because I wanna. For me, it grows me out a bit. I'm like, ah, why would you want your partner to be? Is that not pedophile? Not going in the pedophile <laughs> direction. It's so. It's very you want very her to be weird. Childlike. So. In a way, so, so yeah, like I said, Sai Jiao, you behave like a little kid. At the end of the day, it really is just an ego, ego stroker. You just want to, the man to feel like he's a man, yes, like he oh, has control down. over oh, you, don't you do know. That. And it's actually a thing. Mm. It's, it's actually a thing. And for me, that was the what the F of all, <laughs> what the F. You have to sort of contort yourself to become what the man wants you to be. It's so, 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 so off. But you know, all this has sort of blown up in their faces now mm. because they've done this whole, you know, it's been, it's just like a very strongly male-dominated society and mm -hmm. they killed all the, you know, they mm. would, what's the, female, I can't remember the exact term, but it's female infanticide. Right. To the point where the um, male versus female the ratio is, ratio not, is it's so yes. off they, they that there's another the phenomenon of like all these men who literally cannot... You know, they're like grown virgin. They've never talked to a woman. So Absolutely. all they should continue. Now they're apparently they're <laughs> importing wives from oh. uh, Philippines and places like that because it's there ridiculous. literally aren't enough women it's, in China it's, it's for everyone. So it's they ridiculous. should continue with this nonsense. It's, it's so they weird. can't find women and they're still misbehaving. Why? You know. 
Some somebody has to act like I, I, I found it so it's so odd. What is tai chiao? Like how? Oh. And that like is a like girl. it's a term. It's like a it, culture. It's a thing. thing. It's, a, it's a thing. It's a thing. It's 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 part of their culture apparently. Yeah. No. Oh, don't worry me. That kind of thing. I, that's what I'm thinking. Oh no, don't. No, I want this right yes. now. That kind of thing. That's what I imagine. That's the what the f. That's why some oh. of us we won't talk because I can't. I won't. I can't do all this. I'm just. I'm sorry. I mean, relationships are stressful enough for me to now come and be acting. acting. Oh please! I don't. I really don't have time for that. So that's my what the f. The ancient art of Saichiao. Weird. It's so weird. It's so damn weird. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Chinese people. You are the dons, man. <laughs> So, so that's that. That's, yeah. Okay, that's a good one. So my what the F brings us right here to Tema mm, today. All right. Tema, what have we done now? So the headline read, 200 bags of cement donated to the fire service find its way to a private shop. Of course. So this is one of your very typically African flavored, <laughs> you know, what the f -ery. Yes. Okay. So the Tema Newtown District of the Ghana National Fire Service appealed to GASM, which is Ghana Cement Company, to donate towards the construction of new offices, right? So GASM kindly obliged and, you know, pledged 200 bags of cement towards the building. Okay. So the district officer, Nomi Kwashi, said that once the appeal was granted, and the um, cement was picked up. Mm. She was very surprised to hear from <laughs> the fire service, you know, that the the, the cement never made it to their district warehouse because you're supposed to send the things to the fire service yeah. warehouse. And they were like, well, the cement hasn't reached. It's like, oh, but you came and picked it up a week ago. So Gassim now went out of their way to go and find out what happened to this cement because mm. it was loaded from their factory mm. and taken away. So it turns out, so by the time they got to the bottom of the, the mm. situation, mm. 136 of the 200 bags had already been sold. Wow. And then the 64 that weren't sold had just been taken. Like, they just took them away. I thought that you were going to say, oh, somebody has used it to build a mansion somewhere, you know. No, but so no. wait. Uh, just, <laughs> I'm, I'm landing. Mm -hmm. I'm coming. So apparently what happened is that the Tamanu town people, mm. instead of having it sent to the warehouse, yeah. had the cement diverted straight to a store <laughs> that was like, what they said, a two-minute walk away <laughs> from the, the current premises of the Tema fire station, the Tamanu town fire station. Right, right. And they asked somebody to sell the cement. So the person had been selling the oh. cement. He So he said, well, they brought 136 bags. Mm. And, you know, I've sold them. And then the rest, as I said, are just missing. I guess people help themselves <laughs> to those. So they asked, you know, the the Newtown Fire Service personnel why, you know, they divide, diverted but, yeah, the yeah. cement there and whatever. Yeah, yeah. And she was like, oh, well, and it was on the news, apparently. She said, well, when they approved the cement, the GASM approved oh. for them to come and get the 200 bags, they weren't ready to build a thing yet. So, and, be, and because they don't have space at their Temenutal, <sighs> she said that she, she gave it to the man so that he'd sell it, so that they what? hang on to the money, so that when they're ready to build the thing, then she'll just How bring the money back. How can you lie? How can you lie like that? I don't feel ashamed. <laughs> Whoa. So they were like, ah. But when, 
you know, um, Tema General Hospital wanted to expand, and they also mm. appear apparently appealing to Gassam is the thing to do. Maybe okay. let me also I bet appeal you to they them. have they, they went and got money from government. So I bet you yes, if you look yes, into this yes. carefully. Mm. But anyway, so they're like, when you know, um, the Tema Hos- General Hospital also wanted to expand, and they appealed for a donation for Ga- from Gassam, mm. and Gassam gave them the you know approved the cement bags. Mm. They said that they don't have space for it and they're not ready. Okay. So they yeah. left it at Gassam. That would be the sensible thing to and do. So they said, you know, you've pledged this amount. And they were like, whenever you're ready to come and get mm. it, you come, come and, and get, get it. it. So they're yeah. like, why yeah. didn't she do that then? Rather. And she's like, oh, hmm. you know, just flissing and flaffing and faffing about. And that's it. That money is not coming. She's not, she didn't put it in any escrow account Mm-mm. in and the Ghana Fire Service name or whatever you think. She's taking it as her personal cement. And nobody's going to make so her accountable for she won't be them. I'm sure Whoa. she's still sitting oh, there as we speak. What's, do you remember her, Do you know her name? I didn't get oh, her name. Too bad. Her name is shamed him. <laughs> <laughs> too bad. Too but bad. shame on you, Auntie. Yes, no, shame. Well, come on. Big woman like you, you're lying. Uh, at ah. your big age, as they say in Nigeria. <laughs> yeah, at your big you age, you're lying. You said you need cement for oh, a very bad... No. And then, you know, fire service um, support here is like non-existent mm, to begin with. Mm. So you would think that building a new fire station is, is something that's important Priority, and very yeah. necessary mm. and things... And you've been given the opportunity to do so, and instead you took the, the you took the cement and sold it for you and your your friend yourself. The next time and you need shared it. the sixty four to your friends. How how? And then exactly next time when you actually need something, the, are we expected you. to rise how? to that occasion? I personally wouldn't because no, it's like no, no. I I now it's in my head that even if I give you money, you're gonna take it exactly. Exactly. And then it goes on and on, and they'll be saying, we don't have... That's why the houses are bending down. We don't have the support, da da da, da. But you Me, are when they doing, give you the support, look at what you're yeah. doing. Shameful. Very So anyway, shameful. that's my what the... Uh, oh, shame no. on you. Tema. Tema. Disgracing Tema. Disgracing Tema. Just service. Shame on you Shame guys. on you. Oh, oh, There's no. no protocol in the world that allows... You to personally yeah, clean and, and put thing? it in your no pants. There's no none. Way. It doesn't work like that. And the warehouse are, are standing there saying they're waiting for. It. <laughs> oh no, that's that's terrible. Anyway. That really, this shouldn't be happening. But I'm I'm pretty sure it happens in a lot of Frequently, institutions. Frequently, yes, yes, I'm, I'm pretty sure. sure, pretty sure. But nobody does anything about it. You know. Hmm. Wow, shameful indeed. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And with that, we're on to two pesos. My two pesos today is pretty short, like always, kind of. Huh? I know, but that's good. When you're able to concisely, you know, Chale. convey something depth in depth and mm. profound media, I have to ramble first. Chale, contrary to what you might think, I actually don't, I'm not a talker. I'm not a talker. So, but this is actually quite good for me. It helps me blah, blah. Anyway, so my two pesos today is upgrade yourself. Hmm. So over the weekend, I was having a convers- or I had a conversation with my cousins, and we're talking about how like the things we want to do, and and we quickly came to the conclusion that um, in the in the era of information overload, there's mm-hmm. really no reason why you shouldn't be able to learn something new, right? Be able to upgrade yourself with a course or whatever. So what I decided to do today is give you five resources that may help you upgrade yourself. Hmm. The first one is, a, is Skillshare, and Skillshare is a learning platform. You get to choose from several themes, creative, business, technology, lifestyle. It's interactive and a great place to learn something. So currently, what I'm following is a creative writing class with Ooh. Roxanne Gay, which is pretty cool. Roxanne Gay? Yay. Ooh, Amazing. So and it's like, free? Oh, it's free. 
You well, know, I hear about Skillshare a lot. Usually in these actually, kind of things, YouTube, they should be sponsoring us. I Please, know. Sorry, 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 actually, sorry. I think you might have to pay for it, but I'm yeah. sponging on Bay's account. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's free. I think, yeah, I think you get three free months and after that you have to pay something. I'm not sure. The second um, site that I have for you is called The Balance. Now, The Balance is a site which helps you gain better insight into financial issues. So investing, banking, retirement planning, and they make everything pretty easy to mm. follow. That's helped me a lot, actually, The Balance. Uh, they make it very simple and easy to grasp. Um, the third one is, I'm, I'm not sure how you pronounce it, whether it's Udemy or Udemy. Ah, uh, yeah, I've Udemy. heard of them. I don't mm. know. I think it's Udemy. Udemy, though. okay. And Udemy also offers online courses, and but it's more geared towards professional adults. Some of the courses you pay for and some of the courses are free. There are loads and loads and loads of courses on Udemy, so that is definitely worth checking out. The fourth one is TED Talks. Mm. I love obsessed. TED Talks. Like really, I'm I love obsessed TED. with There's TED Talks. So we much talk about TED Talks all the time. Please invite us. us. We want to come talk. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so TED Talks are amazing. They teach you so. It's not just listening to somebody around, but you know, you no, learn. You, you actually take about it away a lot. Such a variety of topics. Things you yes. wouldn't even. One of my favorite TED Talks. See if you can find it. Mm. It's about flag design. Oh. And it's hilarious. This guy was talking basically how to design the perfect flag oh, and you wouldn't you would think it was incredibly boring but it's fantastic yes. please find that yes. one so i love ted ted talks all, all that and the last one that i have for you is medium so medium oh. is yeah so medium is sort of what is it? it's like a blo if a blogging i know i'm not really sure how to describe it, but it's a blogging blogging site you can write and publish your articles on there but you can also read other people's mm -hmm. work so that's also also. Eddie's very, on medium. I'm on medium. Please, Please go check me. Out. I haven't written in a while, but okay, it doesn't matter. What's <laughs> your go name? Check me out. How do they find e. you? E. I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So please check me out and like and clap and all those things. Yeah. So that's that's it. The uh, Skillshare, the Balance, Udemy, TED Talks, and Medium. And I that's think one great. of them will, will help you definitely. Mm -hmm. And there's another yourself. one I know of Coursera. Coursera, yes. Coursera, Coursera is, is also, well. also very great. Mm -hmm. It's also very great. Thank so you for check, that. Yeah, check those out. All right. So, <laughs> my two passwords today is called The Parable of the Perfect Pot. Okay. So, it is a, well, as the title suggests, a parable. Okay. So, at the start of the term, an art teacher divides her class into two groups. The first group, she tasks with making the perfect pot. And they only would be only allowed to make one pot the entire term. And so it had to be perfect because their grades would depend on the outcome of that one pot. Okay. Now, for the second group, she instructed them to make as many unique pots as possible okay. during the course of the term. So the first group spent the entire term researching pot sizes, different materials, what are the uses of pots, what mm -hmm. are different pot designs. We have a long neck, a short neck, a lip. A this, mm -hmm. a that, right? And the second group started the very day she said, she said, you know, outlay the, the, the um, set out what the terms for the class. They okay. started that day mm -hmm. churning out pot after pot after pot. Sometimes they made 10 pots in one class, <laughs> on and on and on, okay? So the end of the term comes and it's time to judge the groups. Right. So group one, the first group who were tasked with making the one perfect pot, mm -hmm. submitted their pot, and it was fine. It right. was decent. It was a great pot. 
It was a nice pot. Right. The second group were then asked to pick one of the hundreds of pots they had made to submit. Mm -hmm. And their pot was perfect. Mm -hmm. It was magnificent. It was the best pot anyone had ever seen. Mm -hmm. Okay. So what is the moral of this story, Mm -hmm. if you will? Mm -hmm. That no matter how much theoretical information you have, no, much, no matter how much research you do, no matter how much knowledge you have, practical application is key and essential. Love it. Your first attempt won't necessarily be your best attempt, even if you spend 20 years researching the, the topic. I'm just nodding my head here. I lo- I Secondly, love it. <laughs> conversely, you gain an immense amount of knowledge by doing, yep. by trying, by failing, by making adjustments, and by trying again until you get it right. Beautiful. Thirdly, no matter how bad you are at something at the start, by your hundredth attempt, you can produce something remarkable. So my two pesos today is forget about making the perfect pot by research. Just start. Whatever it is, and I do that a lot. I'm an obsessive researcher. Mm -hmm. You know, I look up all the facts, all the details. Just start. Whatever it is you've been thinking about doing and you're not sure of, start. Start, yeah. Start. There's no way to, there's no other way to do it except by doing it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's my two passwords. Oh, that's brilliant. I love it. (laughs) Absolutely. I don't even know what to say. I said it's practice makes perfect. And there you go. Just start. I love it. That's the final word. Just start. Whatever it is. You'll get it right eventually. Awesome. Just awesome. Okay. That's great. That's absolutely great. Okay. So, shout outs? Uh, uh, okay. I don't have any shout immediately. Okay. Um, so, yeah, you go. All right. Maybe so, I, think I, I have a shout out. And it is to Phoebe Licious. I hope I'm saying that right because this is a Twitter handle. Yeah. Here, <laughs> AKA African Shrink. Yes. Thank you so much. You're you amazing. Always, listen, <laughs> one, you're always commenting. You're always being supportive. You're always asking when the next episode is mm-hmm. coming out. And, and your brother. You got your other fam involved. <laughs> brought them on board the 2P train here. And I, we immensely... Re- Appreciate that. Thank yes. you so much. Oh, do you know who we should shout out? Steven. Uh-huh, Steven, uh, um, Israel. Yes, we We've have got a listener, listener from, from Israel. I'm so fascinated Me by too. it. I'm like, Honestly, how, how did, did you? <laughs> how did you find us? It's amazing. He wrote us a really nice, lovely message, and yeah, we're grateful. We're, we're... So thank you, Steven. Thank you, African Shrink, aka Fibulicious. Yes. And thank you to everyone that's supporting. Oh, thank you to Lebanon. We have a yes, our two, first two P parent. Oh, thank you, Mom. Yeah, thank you. I'm um, on Patreon. This is what we're talking about. So if you... Our Patreon page is there. You please have check the links it out. Are all over the place. If you want to contribute to the show, keep it going. Please do so over there. Thank you for your support, for sharing, for telling Amazing. your friends. It's... I don't know. You don't understand. We're like, getting a lot of traction as well. So this is this is To great. me, this, this is, is my great. perfect part, you yeah. know. Something that we've like, been talking <laughs> about. And we're just... You know what? Let's just start. And... We're in our second season, and things are better than ever they somehow. Yeah, they are. And it's just great. It's a wonderful feeling. You don't, yeah. So, anyway, <laughs> thanks, guys. Thank you. All right, and see, see you next, next week. week. Bye. Bye. If you enjoyed the episode and you're listening to us on any of our platforms, please give us a thumbs up. Remember to subscribe, and we'd also love for you to share this episode with your friends. Let's continue the conversation. We'd like to hear your feedback. Information on how to reach us on our website can be found in the description.